guys, welcome back to another episode of On Air with Rebecca. Today we're going to continue our conversation with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn and what he sees happening prophetically in our world today. Let's get back into it. Well, one of the things that's been so interesting is the Old Testament used to really not make sense to me, if I'm just being honest. I think growing up Gentile, if you don't understand the Jewish roots, I actually think that whole story can be kind of confusing. And Jonathan came into my life and with marrying him actually came a really big revelation because the Jewish the Jewishness of Jesus became personal because yeah. Jonathan wanted our home to our, you know, that to be a part of our culture. But what was so crazy is that every believer, it should be part of all yeah. of our culture because it's God's culture and we're yeah. God's people. Yeah. And um now the Old Testament makes so much more sense. And I think in the Gentile church, we don't talk about it because I think a lot of them don't understand the Jewish roots. And so what I learned is that Israel was called to be a nation set apart for God. They weren't engaging in pagan worship. This is why God delivers them out of Egypt and really brings me the wilderness experience. But when they were doing the gold calf and all that kind of stuff, you know, I used to think growing up that these were just these made up pretend gods. I didn't think about them being real entities and real spiritual warfare. Yeah. But it was, yeah. it is real and it's still going on. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And so if we're not able to identify what's going on mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm, we're really susceptible to deception and attack because yeah. we don't even have the discernment to understand it. Yeah, which is which is affecting America right now. And that's why some things say, well, that's crazy. How could they say that? That there's no more. I mean, it takes away reason. There are gods. And and the other thing about it is when do they do when does that all happen? When you turn away from the true God. That's when all this comes in. You know, that's when the when the gods come in, like in power. And that's what we're watching now. In, the, in this culture, so so it is, and and as you just said, you know, yeah, every every true believer is Jewish in spirit, Jewish yes. by adoption, Jewish. It's a Jewish faith, you know. Yeah. I mean, but for everybody, you know. But but absolutely, we're in very dramatic times. You know, one of the the um, the harbingers in the harbinger two, which happened after the harbinger. This is you know not after the nine. It's continued. They've continued. Yeah. So that's why I wrote the harbinger two because it hasn't stopped where we're going. But one of them has to do with the gods. And, you know, nobody would admit, as you said, you know, that they're worshiping gods in America, but we are worshiping, mammon, we're worshiping, you know, you know, all these things. Yep. Um, but that actually a sign, you know, in the last days of Israel is one of the signs where the images of gods over there and God said, okay, judgment for that. But I shared that in the same summer that America struck down marriage or God's definition of marriage, uh, they, they put up an image of a false god in New York City the largest image ever of any false, false god where they, they converted the Empire State Building into an idol. And, and the, the, the god was the god Kali of darkness, death, and destruction over New York City. And that same day, the appointed scripture in all the synagogues, there's always an appointed scripture from ages past, has to be read on that. For that day, it was God warning do not make an image, do not. And that's kind of like a sign, you know, that's that's in flesh and blood what you see, but it's happening, as you said, even though people don't admit it, they're, they're dealing with the gods, with the principalities. That's what blows my mind. And I'll let you ask your question. I just wanna make this comment is that we don't, people don't even realize what they're doing, but it is happening. Yeah. What were you gonna say? 
Well, I know that Rebecca has a lot that she wants to get out of you while we have Rabbi Jonathan Connor. I want with you to us, ask questions too, though. <laughs> I just think that there's an important thing that we need to harp on here, which is the centrality of Israel in God's prophetic plan, God's timing. And I know that we can't unpack all of it in a 30-minute podcast episode, but what would be your practical advice for spiritual leaders or pastors around the world that want to begin to understand the centrality of Israel? It's a little bit easier for people like you, myself, that grow up Jewish and then come to an understanding of Yeshua as the Messiah to be able to grasp, grasp the understanding of Israel and the centrality what about other people that have not grown up with that kind of background? Where can they start? And who are believers? Right. Well, the first thing, the, the first thing, your faith is a Jewish faith. Um, you know, your the Psalms are the Psalms of Israel, the prophets, the prophets of Israel. Messiah is the hope of Israel. It's for everybody, you know. But but the Bible says that if you were born again, you who are once separated from the Commonwealth of Israel, you are now, you are now a fellow citizen. So it's that you're actually a citizen of Israel. That makes you an Israelite spiritually, and it's that you are you are so you're born again spiritually Jewish. That's the first thing, mm-hmm. um, and so therefore Israel is also your nation. You know, you don't replace the Jewish people. You join them. You know, the, you know what did Paul say? Grafted you're grafted in. into the olive tree. Yep. You're so you know so you're part of the olive tree now. You know that's Israel. So so one and is that's a, in you, Romans, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people yeah, know. Yeah, if you look at Romans nine, ten, and eleven, it's all about this. Mm-hmm. And so you know, God didn't reject His people. Paul said, "Did God reject His people? By no means. They are still His people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they need to come back. You know. So and it's kind of like the story of Ruth and Naomi. You know, if you're if you're born again. And you're not Jewish by flesh and blood. You're you're Ruth, you know. Mm-hmm. And there you're there you're Naomi. So you have to be able to say, hey, wherever you go, I go. Your your people, your God shall be my God, um, and nothing but death shall separate me. It's kind of like you know, there's we have one Father, and that's God. God is our Father, but but actually Israel is the mother of the church. It was born in Israel oh, through beautiful. through through Israel by God's seed upon Israel all these blessings the bible all it's God coming to Israel bears fruit to the world so so really you know and, and you know you have a Jewish mother if you, you know and, and, and you have you have one father but you have a Jewish mother you're born of Israel even you know even talks about Jerusalem being our mother mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. at the same thing so so you are already you know it's almost like you're you're it's many believers are Jewish in disguise they don't realize it but yeah. they are you know so um you know to to pray for the Jewish people um you know see see Jesus through Jewish eyes because that's when you're really going to see all these things about Jesus because he is Jewish, you know. And again, it's for everybody, but the, the Jew, the Jewish people came into existence to bless the Gentile, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the Gentile has has gotten saved to get the Jews back, you know, mm-hmm. that, that Israel might be jealous. So it's a beautiful love story. It really you know, yeah, it's it a, is. It's a, it's a full circle, you know. So, uh, you know, and if you know Jewish people, pray for them share the gospel with them as Jewish. You know, don't, don't say, hey, I, you know, I want to convert you to my it's religion. Like conversion, it, it's, right. I've come to your Messiah. I mm-hmm. found your Messiah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see in the New Testament how Jewish it is mm-hmm. and see and also know the prophecies from the Hebrew scriptures so you can share how, how much Jesus is the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua. It's beautiful. That's why I love the example of Ruth and Naomi because Ruth loved Naomi, and that's why she followed her. Yes. And she said, your people are my people. Your God is my God. Where you go, I go. And I realized that, and I think that's the best place for you to come at it. It doesn't need to come from a place of like work of your flesh. It comes from a place of love and your heart 
with intimacy with God. Yes. Because when you love God, you love what he loves. That's right. And Israel is the apple of God's eye. And yeah. I, I remember in one time someone taught me that the word love in the Bible is like 200 times. And then Israel's in the Bible like 2,000 <laughs> times. Like yeah. it's the most used word in the Bible besides I think God or yeah, it's and himself. And so it just shows the importance. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where I like want to encourage people. It might seem foreign at first, yeah. but God will do it supernaturally in you as you continue to seek him. Yeah. Because it's his people, his culture, and he's given us a whole culture. Yeah. You know, these, yeah. these appointed heritage. times and yeah. they're prophetic and they speak to a greater importance. And we live in a pagan world. And that's what I love about the culture is it's, it's set apart. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, everything that the Jewish people are in flesh and blood, the believer, true believer is in the spirit. Peculiar people, yeah. chosen people, <laughs> yeah. you know, circumcised and this, you know, um, we're, we, you know, the Jewish people have come home, but they were wandering. Well, we were all, we're coming home. You know, it's all, it's all that way. And so it's kind of like the Jewish people are like the flesh and blood part, yeah. you know, and the, the, the church is like the spiritual part, you know, and, but a spirit without a body, there's something missing, you know. So the Jewish people without the spirit has been missing something. The, the, the church without the Jewish people is like a spirit that doesn't have the roots, doesn't have its problem. But when it comes together, mm -hmm. which at the end, it will be like life from the dead. It'll be resurrection. Exactly. And, and that's and, what I believe is so important is that we talk about the disunity in the church and how we're segregated in so many different areas or belief systems or yeah. ways of worshiping. I truly believe that the peace that's going to bring us all together is a revelatory understanding of Israel and the prophetic significance there. Well, it's one. that's one thing when you think of it, whether you're a Baptist, whether you're Pentecostal, whether, you, know, you might have a lot of things, but the one thing, you know, aside from God and Messiah, the one thing of your heritage, you all have the same heritage, which mm -hmm. is Jewish. Mm -hmm. it's, all, it's only, that's the unity because every, every church comes from Jerusalem in one sense mm -hmm. and became, came from there. So yeah, and, and it, it's like where it was, it's coming back. You know, the end times is like returning. And so one of the things in the beginning, you had a church that was on fire, you know, filled with the spirit and one with its Jewish roots. I mean, you know, with Jew and Gentile too. One in Jewish, well, in the end, it's going that way too. You know, you never had churches saying Yeshua before or, yeah. or blowing shofars or having a Passover demonstration or saying we love Israel. Never, it's, since the beginning. I mean, you never had, you never had much of it. Now it's all over. So it is part of the end times that, you know, and, you know, I've never met a believer who loved Israel and was not a blessed person. Now, I've never. And I've never met a person who, who didn't like it, who hated the Jewish people and wasn't cursed. I mean, the Bible says, so you'll be blessed on top of it. That's so good. So I want to speak to Israel's destiny because when I understood the roots, and I like that you gave that example too, when you don't have your root system, you're not grounded. And that's where I've, I've seen people kind of go off a yeah. little bit and kind of be off. And it's, they miss that because they're separated from that root system. So speaking to Israel for all those who you know, or like me who would read the Bible wouldn't fully understand the significance. And once I realized it was a massive kind of piece of the Bible and foundational to the whole thing, would you say Israel's destiny was that they were called out to be set apart, to bless the nations of the world, to bring them to God? Yeah, well, yeah, they were separate. You have to be separate from the world in order to bless the world. If you're of the world, you can't bless the world. Yeah. You have to be different to make a difference. So yeah, so yeah, so the first thing you had to separate them, but the ultimate mystery separated them then that they would bring the light to the world, you know, the apostles, the disciples, which, you know, Israel was always called to bring God's word to the world, mm -hmm. but it only fulfilled that through those, those 
Jewish believers. So that says yeah. something that Jesus is the Messiah, because we the whole the, the whole Bible has come to the world in the name of Jesus. So how can you say he's not the Messiah? You know, because God's not going to let that happen. He he fulfilled it. So through that, so yeah, so so Israel and Israel was to bring God into the ultimate thing is you bring the word into the world, bring his ways into the world ultimately bring God into the world. The Messiah. So that is the Messiah, bringing God into the world. That's the reason why Jewish people exist. He said, uh, at the beginning, he said, uh, I want you, you're, I called you to be a nation of priests or, or, or a, a kingdom priest of priests. Yeah, and, and you find it in Peter as royal priest. Yeah, so kingdom of priests. So, so if Israel is to be a kingdom of priests, it means that to who? Who's it going to minister to? The world. So Israel, are, in a sense, are to be the priests of the world, which has only been fulfilled in Messiah. It will be when he comes again. You know, when Israel comes back to Messiah, then we will again to the world. But right now, it's the believers. But yeah, so we, we have to be different, and that's for anybody. For But you have to be different from the world in order to be a light unto the world. And so Israel's rejected, Paul says their rejection of Messiah actually brought, uh, help bring salvation to the Gentiles. So now, what is Israel's purpose now, and what is their prophetic future? Because Paul says that eventually, their acceptance of Yeshua will mean resurrection from the dead. So yeah. kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah, the well, you know, the, ch the the church can never be complete without Israel. You know, you know, can never be fulfilled. I mean, Israel can't be complete without the church either. It's all one. Uh, they belong to each other. They just don't know it. That's I a mean, beautiful picture too. Yeah, yeah, and and. And you know, one day, you know, when I, when I think of like, just let's go to the, you know, you mentioned it, Ruth and Naomi. You know, it's like, how did how how did how did Ruth get blessed through Naomi? You know, so the Gentile was blessed through the Jewish people. That's how you, if you're saved, it was through them. But at the end, Naomi is blessed through Ruth. It goes full circle. That that so in the end, that that the church and the Gentile is going to be a part of the blessing and redemption of Israel. You know, and so so you know, Israel will look at the church and say, my daughter. And the church will look at Israel and say, my mother, oh, wow. you know, and, and, and all these things are, you know, everything. And, 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 and Ruth's uh, baby was counted as Naomi's baby. So all the fruit of the church is going to be counted also for Israel. It's your harvest. This is what it was all about. You know, so, so um, you know, so it, it, at the end, the Jewish people, I mean, it's like, you know, God is ironic. So they're the first, they're the, you know, and now they're the last, you know, but the first shall be last, you know. So they were the first believers, you know. But, and then they were, the, in the beginning, they were the most likely, it's Jewish. You know, they didn't even know if they can let in Gentiles in the beginning, right. they, had to, they had to get it from God. But now it's like the opposite. Can a Jewish person come to believe in the Jewish Messiah? So it's, it's God saves him for last. You know, God saves his final act for, the, for last, you know. So, so the, and interesting, here's another thing. You know, this is going all over, I like it. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, when in, the, when in the sacred year do the Jewish people come to repentance in God? At the end of the sacred year, which is the, it's the seventh month, which is Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. when you get right with God. That's not the beginning of the year, people. It's the end, it's the closing of the sacred year. So when will the Jewish people come? At the end, mm -hmm. their, their, part, their part is at the end. What's the most holy, what's the holiest day for the Jewish people? Not the first day, I mean, that's good, but the Sabbath, the last day. Their mm -hmm. day is the last. They'll come in at the end. So they'll be the final. Now there are Jewish people coming in now. There's a revival. We wouldn't be here, you know, with that, without that. Almost like preparing the way. Yeah, yeah, a remnant. And But the final thing is all Israel should be saved, those who are less. So so it will be, you know, the final thing. Because once they come, that's it. That, that Once <laughs> yeah. they come, he comes. So right. if they came now, well, we maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't have time to save other people, you know. So mm -hmm. it's okay, you know. But so 
their destiny is to usher in the kingdom. You know, they ushered in Messiah the first time as a lamb and as a baby and, and humbly, and, and they will usher him the second time as the king, as the lion of Judah. So they'll usher in the kingdom. They'll usher in all things, all nations. The, you know, the world shall be filled with the knowledge of God and they shall all come up to Jerusalem and the lion will lay down with the calf. And that's when Israel comes back to Messiah. See, when if Israel's a priest, you know, when the priest comes to the altar, you know, you know, you get saved. When the priest goes to the altar with the so the Jewish people, when the Jewish people come to the altar of the cross, the whole world will be blessed. We spoke about Israel. I want to talk about America. And I want to talk about the church because we've definitely been through, I think, multiple shakings in the last 10 years. I mean, even 2020 and 2021 mm -hmm. has been a really big mm -hmm. shaking. We're getting closer and closer together. And what I liked, what you talked about earlier is, earlier is you talked about how we will return to the way things were. And one of the things was, is in the time of Acts, that things were very secular, very pagan, very immoral, and Christianity was very persecuted. Um, but yes. in that, the church actually thrived. Yes. And one of my favorite verses is in Philippians, and Paul talks about how um, we will shine like stars in the last days. Um, even though the night will be dark, we will shine like stars because of that amongst a perverse and crooked generation. And so I believe we're kind of coming into that. And so my question for you is, do you believe persecution is coming for believers in America? Because I think it's always been easy. And if so, how do we prepare for that spiritually? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I believe it is coming. Um, it is already, we already have signs of it. We already have aspects of it, you know, where you, you know, where believers feel they can't say things, they can't talk, they can't, and, you, and they're reviled by the culture, mocked, you know. Um, and there are, there are laws right now on the tables that if passed by the Congress could be deadly to freedom of speech, religious freedom and all that, so yeah. Um, the, but that's all part of it too. Like in the last days of Israel, we're talking about the, the you know, they were persecuting the prophets. They were trying to silence everybody. And that, you know, that's, that's a sign of judgment. So, um, yeah. And the other thing, but so people, you know, just be fully on that. It's like everything is returning to where it was at the beginning. At the end, it's like the beginning, the first and the last. The end is like the beginning. So the Jewish people, the beginning, what you had Israel in the world, you haven't had it for 2000 years. You do again. That's a really you, good point. You, you had you had Jerusalem in Jewish hands. Haven't had that for two thousand years. You got it again. You know you had you had Jewish believers then. You haven't had that pretty much. For, you have that again. You have Jew and Gentile together. You haven't really had that until yeah. now. Everything. But then but then the other part is you know think like you know we only often think about it in bad terms. But wait a minute. But so what? So if the Jewish people are returning to where they were, mm -hmm. God's reaching the Jewish believers coming back. The uh, Jewish apostles coming back. You know. The, and the Jew and Gentile, a church that is back in its Jewish roots, hasn't been for 2,000 years, all of it. But then the world, what's happening in the world, getting all, going away from, it's actually going back to where it was, which was pagan, which was anti-Christian, which is the Roman Empire. You know, mm -hmm. so, so you got that, but that means then the church has to go back to where it was, which is the book of Acts. But it all goes together. Because, you know, when you go, back, when you go to the book of Acts, you also have Jewish believers, you know, so that, you, it all goes there. And when you go to the book of Acts, you have an anti-Christian culture. Mm -hmm. See, most of us were raised to some degree, you less so than me, um, because it's at a later stage, but, but where the culture was 
quote, Christian yeah. or more Christian, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if you go back more, it's more and more. So, so you know, when I, when I grew up, you know, I mean, everybody's saying they're Christian unless you're Jewish, you know? Um, everybody was Christian. Um, every, everybody, yeah. you know, and, and the thing is that, the thing is that, but so that but the problem is when everything, everything's Christian, everything's gray. It's because mm -hmm. everything is, everything is. But so now what's happening is the grays are disappearing. And as the dark gets darker, it's, it's throwing off the light. It's throwing off Christianity. So that means the light gets purer mm -hmm. because it's, it's got to throw off the darkness because it's putting this line. Mm -hmm. So the very things that we don't like, but the very things that, that say, you know, say that come against you as a Christian, you know, are going to make you, are going to make us truly like the book of Acts because those who stand, they get, they get, they get purified because the grays disappear in their life because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, this is it. So the very thing, you know, like for instance, Who's going to stand for the Lord now? You know, back then everybody said they're a Christian. Less people are saying they're Christian. Yeah. Those who are increasingly those who say they are, you're going to know they are really. So, so, so it actually, all well, it seems like it actually works hand in hand. You get the great, you know, the 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 times when you have great opposition is when you get greatness in God. Yeah. You know, and it, it shouldn't have to be that way, but it is. So, because so God's going to be taking, you know, if the if the dark is saying. I'm getting purified, I'm pushing, all, I'm getting all this light out of me, you know, you know, all that. Well, then the light has to do the same thing. We have to get what, we have to purify ourselves. We have to get that stuff that's not, and we're going to become, you know, like light stars in the night. That's the picture the Bible gives also in Daniel, like will shine like stars in the night, but that's good. You know, so, so it's a double thing, you know, so what, what we don't like is actually good in that mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And so now it's kind of, it's becoming a time in America where for the first time people are really having to make a choice. Are they going to stand up for what's yeah. right? And that's why I love when you talk about, we have to become like Elijah. Yes. Because Elijah, you know, the whole story of Jezebel and all of that, Israel, you know, it was a time where Israel was kind of at the cusp of going one way or the other. And Elijah stood against someone very intimidating, Jezebel, spirit Jezebel. And, you know, the prophets of Baal, that was actually who they were, were yes. the false god that they were worshiping at that time, one of them at least. Yep. And he stood firm. And because he did, God moved mightily and it affected the nation of Israel. Yes. And so that yes. is how, that is who we are supposed to be. How do we become like that? Um, one is we have to make a decision before before we're in the middle of the battle, before we're being persecuted, before we make the decision, you know, you know, the, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back, the world behind me, the cross before me, though none go with me. What happens if no one goes with me? I'm with you, God. So first you have to make that decision. Lord, I am with you no matter, you know, Elijah's name, Eliyahu or Eliah, means the Lord is God, you know, or my, or my God is the Lord, you know, mine, he's mine. And so, and that's the end. He's the one who said, and what happened when, they, when, when that happened? They said, they all said, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. Well, he was born for that moment. His, that's what his name is. So we have to say, listen, the Lord is truly God in my life. I don't care what, let the chips fall where they may. I'm gonna stand for you, Lord, as you stood for me, no matter what. Um, so that one thing is to get, to get you know, and the second thing is to get more plugged into God because the closer you are to God, you, know, you wanna stand, you're gonna need the spirit. You're gonna yeah. need to be plugged into The closer you get to God, the more plugged in, the more strong you're gonna be able to be with the world. And also if there's anything, whatever's in your life that's not of God, it's of the world, get away, start separating from it now. Yeah. You know, something you're, you're watching, you're seeing that's not right, 
get away from it now because you got if you if you're going to make it you got to be different if you're going to make a difference. So Elijah was Elijah yeah. was and Elijah was plugged in. You know they had a famine, but he had his own source with God, so he was plugged in. So so Elijah and Elijah was radical. So so you have to you decide now and give, and and put yourself in that situation. What will I do if they say if you if you say this you're going to lose your job you're going to be this what are you going to do you're going to trust you're going to go you're going to compromise or you're going to trust the Lord so decide that now and you can be like Elijah. So I mean, true. listen, and by the way, Elijah was a, a human being. He had issues, the Bible says he was just like us, you know, and he, went, he had his moments. We know he had his moments, like, you know, but he also rose to become Elijah and you can rise. You, every one of you has a great calling and this is a time for greatness. It says the eyes of the Lord are searching the entire earth, looking for the one whose heart is his. Mm-hmm. He'll show himself mighty for that one. So you determine you be that one. What I love about the timing that this is gonna be released to everyone is we're in the year 5782 and we know that 80s is uh, the letter pay because every number has a Hebrew letter, letter mm-hmm. equivalent, which is great because it's like God's heavenly language. We can look and study out the symbolics there and, and learn from that and gain from that. And what's neat about this is that I've seen um, other people teach on this is 80 being pay and two being the letter bet. There's actually a bet within the letter pay if you look at the two Hebrew letters. And what's neat is the same thing, just to type what you're saying, that the lightness is becoming lighter the darkness is becoming darker. So we're seeing that those that it's being highlighted within what is real. And what's also neat too is pay being mouth, right? The word pay means mouth. We're in the decade of the mouth. Now is the time where we have to stand and speak the truth, not sit back and be silent or be dormant or be um, lethargic. It's now more than ever, we have to stand up and get on the channels that we can, whether it's YouTube or whatever it is, and yeah. speak the truth. Yeah, yeah interesting you said you said the pay. Uh, because this this is the same decade when more mouths have been covered up by Correct. masks, you know, I and where know. the enemy is trying to cover up the mouth of the church, you know, mm-hmm. of, of of people and conservatives, canceling them out. We have to speak, you know, you know, because if we don't speak, then it wins. You know, if everybody's yeah. afraid, you're giving you're giving the victory, you're giving it up when you don't have to. God will honor you. God will honor the ones who stand. Yeah, I was on another show with you, and you said something really profound. You said everyone's afraid of being canceled. So they won't say anything, but that in and itself cancels them. Then you're canceling yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more afraid crazy. of being canceled by God, so I'm just going to keep Same. speaking because yeah. that's really where yeah. my fear is lies is reverence to the Lord, and I believe that that's the fear that we should have. The only no, fear we is. really need to have is fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, and that that that's true. You know, the the seeing God, and that's that's the antidote to the world. Like you know, like to, we don't want to. God doesn't want us to be caring about people rejecting us or accepting us. Yep. We we got to get free. Get over that. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what people think. Mm-hmm. You want to get so much into what God thinks that you know, you're immune. You know, that's the antidote. God is the antidote to all those things, all those fears, all those worries. So that hey, God, I just want to please you. Yeah, and you get that. I feel like the closer you get to God, the less you care. Yeah about the the other voices yeah. and what other people yeah. think but if you're so immersed in the world you're more in tune with the world yeah. than you are with God. Yeah, and you have but you have that's part of getting plugged in. We have to replenish ourselves, refresh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I just want that and the more you are. And listen, the other thing is, you know, it goes with that but that that you know, we're living in these days and people are saying, "Okay, how do I get by? What what should I do?" Is it but it's really not about that. God put us here to be a blessing to the world. We're here on yeah. mission. We're not here to get by. We're not here to survive. And we're not here. We're here to bless the world. We're here to minister to the world. You know, and that immediately changes the whole dynamic of it. Like what, whether they accept me or not accept me, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm trying to help them get accepted into the kingdom. Yep. You know, that's who we are. 
and, and it's exciting. And if God didn't want us now, we would have been born in the Middle Ages. He wanted us now, so he's gonna, he's gonna anoint us for now, he's yeah. gonna, he appointed us, he's gonna empower us. All we have to do is stand. It's such a good word. I remember John Paul Jackson, who was a mentor to us, was he said, these are some of the most exciting times you could be living in. So actually counted an honor that God has decided because yeah. he decided what time and age yeah. we would live in. And so I think so many times people have come at what's going on because there's so much going on. You know, we are in the end. We don't know when the end of the end sh exactly shall be. But like you said, there's been signs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Israel's been kind of that super sign, everything that's transpired mm -hmm. there. But we don't need to be afraid we get to stand boldly and be excited because yeah. this is when God is really moving in a way I believe that, and everyone that I've talked to it believes that there's gonna be a great revival. And we have a lot that we can either contribute or we can run away in fear. But I think the sooner we can recognize that this world is in our home and that mm -hmm. this isn't time to get comfortable or mm -hmm. to get settled. I think that's probably big one of the biggest temptations living in America because it's easy to be comfortable here. Yeah. And now this is the first time mm -hmm. I'm starting to see feel real pushback as a believer. Yep. It's like, oh wow, this is a reminder this world is in our home. Mm -hmm. And we're not supposed to be like Lot's wife and look back at Sodom and Gomorrah and what like wish to be there. That was, I finally understood that was the sin. It was because she, that was her home to her and she was gonna miss it. Mm -hmm. When God was saying, move forward, don't look back. This yeah. isn't your home. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, um, yeah, this, this, you know, people, there are people who are missionaries and so well, I'm not a missionary. Yeah, if you're on earth, you're a missionary. This is our mission field. This is not our home. It's our mission field. So, you know, we can get past a lot of stuff by that. It'll change, it changes the whole dynamic. I'm not here to get, I'm here to be a light. I'm here to shine. I'm not here. To, I don't need from the world. I want to. I'm. I mean, this is the ideal. I'm so filled with God. I'm just here to. I'm here to bless and do my thing. So I'm not living in fear anymore. And that. But that's. That's. You know, we we see these Bible heroes and we say, oh, this is so great. Every one of them had issues like this. Yeah. And we don't want the issues, no. but that's how you get the heroes. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's how you get the greatness. You know. You know. And and so many believers say, you know, oh, I wish I lived in biblical Bible times. You know. Congratulations, you're here now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're here, live it, live it, rise to it. You know, this is our time and this is when it really counts, you know? It's one thing you have a friend, a fair weather friend, but when the friend who sticks with you when nobody else will, well, that's how it is with you and God. You, you, now it means everything to God. Yeah. When you stand for him, that's what it means. That's where it's at. I don't know if we're gonna include this in the show, but I just wanna get your thoughts on this. You know, you have another book called The Paradigm and you really break down that whole thing with, the similarities between Trump and Jehu and Jezebel and Hillary and all that. And it's an incredible book and such an amazing message. You know, with everything that happened in 2020, we know Trump didn't win the election. I know a lot of believers thought he would. And, you know, people say he did and it was stolen. My question really isn't about all that. Do you think that maybe an area where maybe Christians were kind of off, was thinking that maybe Trump was kind of like almost like a savior that was gonna fix all of the problems and that if he had gotten into office, it, everything was gonna be okay. And do you think we would have gotten almost complacent? Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying everyone, but that was certainly there. And that's human nature because yeah. you got someone, he's a strong man, hey, he's gonna be our defense and how we, he's in there, he's gonna do what we want, all that. So he, it's Trump, Trump, Trump. 
Well, you know, no man is the answer. You know, you know, we thank God for the good that, that, that Donald Trump did as much as on the issues of life and Israel and religious freedom and all that. Uh, wasn't perfect, you know, and Jehu wasn't perfect either. Yeah. Jehu was used of God, though, but he was not, you know, he, he, you know, he was good on bail, but he wasn't good on the golden calf. You know, so, you know, there are th certain issues with Trump that weren't, that, you know, that he's not our, our Messiah. You know, uh, he's, he's a man. And the thing is, so listen, any, anyone who's gonna, if he's gonna help God's purposes, great, that's yeah. wonderful, you know, but it's not the answer. The answer is only Jesus and the God. We, we can never forget that. And if we do, God will remind us very quickly because what happened with Trump is that, you know, he, you know, he did those things and, and he kept things, certain things from going forward or slowing down. That's kind of what the Republicans are trying to do now, slow down the Democrats, what they're trying to do. But yeah. the thing is that, the thing is though, in that time, we didn't have revival you know, and in that time, yeah. the culture didn't get better, it got worse. I mean, you might have had legal things, but but it got much worse. I mean, in that time, wokeism triumphed really in, in America. In that time, you, you, children's cartooning became indoctrination into LGBT. It, it went to things we never, it, it took, it just kept going because it's only revival. If you don't change the heart, you're not gonna change the nation. Yeah. You can change laws, that'll, that'll, you know, it'll be like a dam against the water, but eventually that water's gonna push it away. Either that's way. where we are now. You know, mm -hmm. so that's why when, that term ended, it was like a flood of, oh, look at where we're going now. You yeah. know? So yes, I mean, we should, you know, politics can be a help and they can be a window, you know, but for the answer, but it's not the answer. Yeah. And so we had the window, but we didn't have revival. You know, it was a, the revival is what should have been and what the only thing that's gonna save us. So yeah, so again, we can support anyone who's gonna help or better help the purposes of God, but we gotta keep in mind, we gotta remember, we're not home. That's not, you know, there's only that's one answer. answer. Yeah. It's not man, you know, and, you know, and the ultimate change has to be the heart. So do you think with everything that's going on right now, because I think some people could feel discouraged for the way that things are going, do you think now because things are getting more difficult, actually revival could be more like a possibility now more than ever because it's when people are struggling that they turn to God? It could be. Um, you know, sometimes things have to get worse in order to get better yeah. sometimes. Sometimes, you know, many people come to the Lord because things got so bad, you know. Um, you know, the... The, the problem, I mean, one of the problems, the, the moral evil darkness part, that doesn't help. But situations of shaking and, um, you know, economy and division, I mean, America's divided more than I've ever in my lifetime. Yeah. And we're almost feeling like, it, like the center is not holding. It's like, it's like, you know, like when I was growing up, it was like, okay, it was a very strong America. You, you know, they had different things, but America, it's not there now, you know? Right. And so will it, will it divide? Will, you know, or will this wokeism take over? Yeah. You know, but e listen, either way, it's not gonna be boring. <laughs> it's not gonna be dull and we've got a job to do, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And, and, and we were born for such a time as this, you know? So now it's time for the church to stand up. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the future holds, but we know. Who holds the future? <laughs> so good. Okay, well. Rabbi John Thank Nikon. you for being with us. Yes, seriously, thank, thank you. you so much my for honor, this my conversation. Joy. My joy, you're a great host, by the way. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm not, I'm not, you know, throwing that out. You, it was really She's good. She's really good. Oh, yeah. Guys, I Make really sure appreciate Make sure you like, it. comment, subscribe to Rebecca's YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um, but thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for being here. And... 
for anyone who's interested, you know, where they can get the book, there's yeah. more than just the Harbingers. Yeah. Where can they go? How can, can people find you? You can get the Harbinger Tour, any of the, probably six books, anywhere where there are books, um, Amazon, online, right? Anywhere online right now you can in get the it. airports, whenever you're airports, in airports, airport, so sometimes, yeah, you get me, sometimes you get me in airports passing yeah. through. <laughs> uh, Walmart, you know, all that. But it's everywhere. And then our ministry is hopeoftheworld.org if they want to, you know, find out there it's Hope of the World on, on, online. But thank awesome. you. Good yes, you. thank you so much. Hey, thanks for watching. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Lamb Weiss.